0: This is Morgan Hazelwood, back again with more writing tips and writerly musings. Today, I'm here to talk to you about writing for young adults. This was my 11th <laughs> and penultimate uh, of my Worldcon ConZalin panel write-ups. The panelists for the titular panel were A.J. Ponder as moderator, Katya Debacara. Dari, Little Badger, and Joe Stress. The panel description, which they didn't quite get to all the points, was as follows. Does writing for young adults differ from other writing? In what ways? How do writers approach it? And what are some examples from classics and from the panelists' own works? Well, In the modern publishing industry, YA is a booming and, for now, ever-growing market, seemingly. But despite the huge variety found within the category, there are two unifying requirements. First, the age of the point-of-view character needs to be young adult. Themselves, typically between 16 and maybe up to 19 And secondly, the story must address the issues that are important to young adults, such as coming of age, starting their own independent lives, and establishing their own identities separate from their families. So, while these themes can and have been explored in adult literature, those characters are often dealing with the aftermath of the decisions they made as young adults and the shape of the lives that those earlier decisions created. So, all of our panelists love their category. And the first question was, why is all the best literature YA, and what makes it so great? Obviously, we can't list all the reasons here, but here are some of the ones that spring to the panelists' minds. Firstly, firstly, YA literature is targeted towards teens as they're growing and changing, and that means it can be a real formative part of their growth, and so nostalgia brings us back to YA literature over and over. Secondly, YA literature is often about characters who are transitioning from childhood to adulthood, and that sort of growth makes for good stories. Because stories are always about change, and that's a period of our lives where we all have a lot of change. Thirdly, it has a great amount of variety and diversity. Fourth, there's a lot of space for experimentation in YA. The genre expectations are far less strict. And you can also delve into graphic novels or horror stories within stories. Or epistolary stories, which are more about texting than newspaper clippings these days. The fifth way YA is awesome is that the books can help model ways of handling things that teens are actually going through in a way that's removed enough not to be traumatic and story-like enough not to be preachy. It can deal with topical matters, trauma, depression, anxiety, and more. Sixth, the popular dystopian YA shows that a single individual can stand up to a huge authority and make a difference. And that's just empowering for all of us. So if you're writing YA, what are the limits on cursing, sex, gore, violence, etc.? Well, the limits are continually evolving. It used to be you couldn't use the F word and then you could use it once per story. As for the rest, it can be there, as long as it's there for a story reason, not just shock value or titillation or for gore's sake itself. Consider your audience and write it in a meaningful way. Which leads us to mistakes to be wary of. Of course, with writing, if you do it well enough, nothing is truly a mistake. But, these are things you might want to avoid. Number 1. Chasing trends. The market fluctuates and your story may come after the enthusiasm has died down, especially if you're uh, traditionally published, a process that can take years. Second biggest mistake, giving up too soon. Publishing is a hard business. But perseverance can take you a long way, and a long time. Maybe your road to success is your fifth manuscript, or your 200th agent query, or your 12th rewrite, or self-publishing. But you'll never know if you just give up. Third biggest mistake? Not reaching out and hanging out with better writers. Having a support group of writers that you can call on is invaluable. Having good friends who are better writers that make you stretch to their levels only makes you better yourself. The fourth biggest mistake is not being open to criticism. Constructive criticism. Caveat, constructive criticism should come from people you trust before the work is published. After it's published, it's no use and will only make you second guess yourself. And there is very little to glean from negative reviews, unless you have like structural issues or sensitivity issues. It's best not to read reviews at all, or have a friend only forward the ones they think you need to see. Fifth mistake is not writing things you enjoy or not using a voice that resonates and works for you and the story. The sixth biggest mistake is not reading widely. While you shouldn't chase trends, you should know the shape of your own market, and reading outside your genre just broadens you. Seventh mistake is not doing your teen research. A lot of writers these days have teens magically loving 80s music and 80s pop references. We know how old the writer is. While there are some teens that do, they're not the norm, and the trend is getting a little overdone, people. Also, you have writers ignoring modern technology. If you're doing a contemporary story, pay attention to the apps the teens are using today, how they're using them, the current slang, and more. These things become outdated quickly. And number eight, overdoing the angsty teen stereotype. Okay, this one wasn't in the panel, but I skipped this phase myself. Right, right, mom? I think I did. And when done poorly, it makes it hard to connect to the whiny main character. So, YA stories these days run the gamut of genres and intensities just like the true lives of teens themselves. If you're writing for teens, just be careful. With the popularity of YA books amongst adults, more and more YA books have main characters that teens often accuse of sounding like adult perspectives. Keep the teen perspective in mind and write for your intended audience, or age up your characters, and just write an adult novel. So let me know, do you enjoy YA novels? What are your favorites? If you're a writer, have you written a YA novel? And what did you find to be your biggest struggles? And that's all for today. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, hit that subscribe button and share it with all your friends. It goes a long way towards helping people find me. And I'll be back again next Monday with more writing tips and writerly musings. Bye bye.